What's good, America? Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, I'm one half of your host, Sherm. Got my boy, Obed, in the building. What's going on with you, man? How's everything? How goes it, sir? How goes it? You know, chilling like a villain with penicillin. You already know what time it is. Happy oh. holidays. You know, Ooh, that's right. It's about time to get a whole bunch of tryptophan, right? We're to, like, <laughs> about fill to... up on the most food that's going to sit around the house for the next two weeks. About, about, to, uh, about to gorge on some some desserts and everything. Yo, so yo I ain't fall, go... like gorging ourselves on edibles. Yo, I ain't, ain't going to lie. I already started, I already cracked open my first cake, uh, cake a carton of eggnog the other day, son. Oh, oh the I'm famous Sherman's famous eggnog. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yo man i got to baby yo, I, I we might have to do a show. taste session on one of the shows so that you could pick out like Wait, the, the best, best egg 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 like Ooh, the, the most expensivest on uh, world's from around the country right now we kind of dope yo i'm you know, i'm telling you i'm all about the holiday season uh glad to be here once again uh oh ben let's get into it my friend um We'll start out on sort of an unfortunate low note. Um, I'm sure you've all heard by now, and I bet I know you're aware that there was a recent shooting at the University of Virginia the other day, I think it was Sunday evening, where a former University of Virginia football player opened up fire on a charter bus and shot and killed three current UVA players, injuring two other individuals as well. Um, this is just a horrific tragedy to say the least, Obed. I mean, it's just out of control these days about, I feel like it's almost like around like once a month or so that you're hearing of just a horrendous shooting, if you will, you know, at a school or certain local, yeah, some sort of gun violence is happening. Like I said, just, this is just an awful, awful situation. They did arrest, um, the individual, um, that there was expect, suspected of this uh, this horrific act, uh, Christopher Darnell Jones Jr., who I believe is being charged for three counts, uh, three felony counts of second degree murder, um, to say the least. But yeah, this is just an awful, awful uh, uh, tragedy that happened, Obed. Yeah, no, I mean, that your sentiments. It's just, it's deplorable. I, you know, can't believe that uh, someone would take take a weapon and be that selfish with it uh, to use it against people who, you know. I don't, we don't even know the motive. We don't even know the motive. It's just a terrible state of affairs to have that happen. No one should have to deal with uh, gun violence. Like you said, it happens almost weekly in this country. It's not right. Um, I don't know if uh, the government's going to do anything about that, um, you know, because guns are big business in this country and around the world. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's tough when things like this hit so close to home. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just, like I said, it's a horrific tragedy that it happened. One of the survivors, Mike Hollins, he actually recount, recounted a, his experience through his mom who told ESPN that he actually went back on the bus to try to help other folks out on the bus. Right. And he and he saw the suspect with the gun as he raised his gun. He turned to run away, and that's when he was shot in the back. Luckily, I believe he's going to survive. He's doing okay after surgery, I believe. But again, this is just, you know, just a horrific tragedy that that happened. There's something that, you know, no parent, of course, ever wants to hear about their their uh, their child getting uh, injured or hurt like in this manner, no matter how old the child is. Right. Um, right. But yeah, like I said, no UVA is definitely um, hurting right now. Um, and I believe they actually canceled their home finale this weekend against Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that game has been canceled, but um, it's still they're still up in the air trying to make a decision on the season finale against Virginia Tech on November 26th in Blacksburg. But um, yeah, I think instead of this game Saturday, they're holding a memorial service for the three players that were killed. But uh, yeah, I'll bet I guess I, I just wanted to mention it going out there. Just thoughts right. and prayers to those affected by this horrendous act by this you know, cowardly individual that committed this violent crime. Um, and, you know, and shout out to the to the gentleman who tried to help out his own fellow teammates and, and classmates and friends, you know, for yeah. sure, too. Harrowing yeah. story. Harrowing a- story. Ab- his mother tell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's keep it rolling, Obed. Um, quickly, look, have some recent NBA news and action to kind of re- recount. Uh, I believe Joel Embiid has been having a, a pretty uh, decent week and decent year so far, right? Balling, balling. Went for 59 points on Sunday in what was considered a NBA record. 
the seventh highest points out point for a player in the regular season. And this is after going for 42 on Saturday. Um, you know, a lot of talk had gone on because he had a fantastic season last year that, you know, he'd be trying to stamp uh, his ticket again as an MVP candidate on the season has kind of gotten off to a slow start. Uh, my question is, you know, is this the start of an MVP turnaround for him and for the Sixers? Yeah, I mean, he's averaging over 32 points a game right now and, and 10 boards. So it's obviously he's a walking double-double and, and his 32.3 points is, is third in the league right now. I think Joel Embiid has obviously been an MVP candidate for the past couple, two, two or three seasons consecutively. You know, obviously Nikola Jokic winning winning back-to-back MVPs, you know, but right. um, even Giannis got it one before that, you know, and even defensive play of the year. I mean, the Sixers obviously go as far as Obed. I mean, Obed, and as Embiid. I'll try to take him as far as I can, bro. <laughs> Feeling me on the map. Somebody right. played dreams and nightmares. Yes, sir. You know what I mean. Uh, Obed's doing his thing on the court. No, but I Hold mean, on, wait I, a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, but uh, I mean. They will always go as far as Joel Embiid can take them. Um, I think Obed. I think Obed. That your question is valid. That Joel Embiid can one hundred percent be an MVP candidate at the end of the season. I mean, especially if the Sixers go deep in the playoff. At least if they go to the second round, of course. Now, of course, it's always a, it's a regular season reward, but you still take into consideration your team's success. Um, you know, if they if if they doubt if, if new they do make the playoffs and such. I mean, right now they're they're being their ninth seed in the East. You know, with a record of seven and seven currently. But yeah, MB, yeah, I think this is where he can have a solid year. Um, you know, obviously, you know, they got rid of Ben Simmons, of course, as we as we all know. Um, the Sixers are kind of one of those teams. It's like, yeah, Doc Rivers. I'm hoping he can get another championship before he hurry, he stops coaching. But yeah. I don't really see this squad even. Tobias with Tobias Harris with PJ Tucker with Tyrus Maxey. I don't really see this squad really truly winning a championship, you know, especially with these with with Boston and with Milwaukee there. I think it's, it's going to be right. one of I feel like it's going to be one of those because Brooklyn's looking like a met, hot mess. We talked oh, about them goodness. enough. That was a great uh, uh, quote soundbite from uh, Katie. You know, he rattled off who the starting players were, and he was like, "No disrespect to anybody here, but you think that we're just going to win because I'm on the floor?" Mm-hmm. You know, like you take take stock of what we are right now. Let's not mm-hmm. expect the world that we're not world beaters. And just because yeah. I'm there isn't going to make us world beaters. It's just crazy to hear from him, but it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's funny because this season is kind of a little up in the air. It's so even similar to the NFL where we don't know what's going to happen, you know, because even in the NBA, teams are winning that aren't normally winning. Teams are losing that aren't normally losing. Even mm-hmm. with KD's former team and the Golden State Warriors, uh, Obed, they're right now they're three games under 500, I believe, at six and nine. And this is a team we were Curry dropped 50 points and a loss to Phoenix last night, I believe. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, man, you know, you see, like I said, Brooklyn just playing a horrific basketball together. I know Kyrie hasn't been there. They expect that he could come back this weekend. Um, you know, we talked about, the 76ers, how they're under, you know, kind of at 500 and needed, but like I said, with the Warriors, is it, I feel like they could be digressing. Just, they're just not what they will, even though they're coming off a championship last year. Right. Do you think the Warriors are digress, digressing or this is just too early to tell right now? So I was waiting for you to say your piece. Cause I was just going to say in guard of, in light of everything that we were about to say, mm-hmm. they played 14, 15 games. It's way too early to say anything. It's an 82 okay. game season. You know, I would say where teams are at right now is inconsequential. We're we're talking about digressing for the Warriors. Were were they ever at the top? They lost uh, three, uh, excuse me. Yeah. Three of their first 10 games, Mm. uh, three of their first uh, seven games and only only won three of their last seven games. Right. So Mm. they, they have, they are literally only winning 40% of their games right now. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. this is, this is after a five game losing streak where, you know, they're giving up a hundred points to everybody. Right. This team plays no defense. And if you don't, you know, it's it's hard to I mean they're just relying on Steph and Clay to just shoot the lights out, right? And is Clay and Clay is not playing right now. Clay mm. was the second most points uh getter in the on the team with 19 points uh behind Curry's 50, but Clay is not playing on a clay night. You expect Clay to throw up 30 and then to win this game. 
yeah. you know, and like we, that, that expectation is not there. I don't know. He looks in great shape. He's moving well, but he's just not hitting shots. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if that's something to do with him trusting his body, but he just hasn't been the same since the two injuries back to back. It is what it is. I wouldn't come down on him. Like other stars have gone on him, but yeah, yeah. it's still too early. You know, if these guys are below or not even close to 500, on the way to the uh, all-star break, then mm-hmm. we might have to sound the alarm. I, I, do you think Draymond Green is basically working his way out of Golden State? Draymond is interesting. He's great when they're winning. He's terrible <laughs> when they're losing, right? Yeah. And it's like, you can't play the game that way. Like, you are either in or you're not. You know, yeah. if you, okay, you this might be your last year. This is how you're going to play it out. He just doesn't do much. You know, this guy's a walking triple single, <laughs> you know? Gosh, don't get knocked <laughs> out, German. You know, he's a, he'll throw a quick sucker punch when you tell the truth to him. Because Yo, what facts, makes you, right? What makes people real mad when you tell them the truth and it's about their performance, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's. I think he knows what it is. The writing's on the wall. He's just going through the motions, you know, when, mm-hmm. when they're dialed in. And it's weird because uh, Steph will tell you that he's the engine, right? That Draymond is the heart. But mm-hmm. it isn't until everything around him is cooking that then Draymond's just like, okay, I could just jump in and do my little here or there, hit a three, hit a couple of open shots, uh, make a couple of great plays, make great defensive stop, right? Like yeah. then he's really starts showing up. But again, Steph feeds off Clay. I both Clay's not there, Steph pulls it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Draymond does whatever Draymond is doing until it starts <laughs> to look good, right? Um <laughs> I mean, you know, who would have expected more out of Jordan Poole as well for somebody who played 27 minutes, you know? Um, yeah. But, hey, uh, this is this is who they are. It's too early in the season to call it. Gotcha. Okay. Let's, let's get another let's, let's get another 20 games in and see what 20. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough, Obed. Um, quickly, let's touch on some a little bit of college football before we get into the NFL. Um, probably the biggest game or their most game of last weekend was the Alabama Ole Miss game. Um, Alabama escaped with a victory 30 to 24 over the Ole Miss Rebels. Um, I'm wondering if Alabama can make their way back into the college football playoff. I mean, I think we talked about it. I think we did talk about it last week where I think they have to hope LSU loses and they have to keep winning to get in. But, you know, it's even though Alabama came up with this win, they struggled a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, they didn't get, yeah. get this win until the fourth quarter. It was tied going into the fourth quarter. Right. I you mean, know, it's well, – continue, please. No, no, I was just – really, my final point was Alabama doesn't look like the dominant Alabama teams we've seen in past, right? I would agree with you. I would agree with that. I don't think that they have uh, imposed their will. I've certainly harped they are not playing any kind of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to just kind of watch them operate, hey – the, the sign of a winner is that you find a way to win, right? Okay, fine. Yes, they found a way to win. They uh, they took a step forward uh, in the fourth quarter and make something happen, even if it was late in the game. That's you can't you can't be mad at that, right? They gave themselves another chance at next week. Um, that being said, you know it's really hard for me to look at this team and feel like they're being maybe maybe they'll start gelling. They only have a few games left. I don't know. I don't know what more time you need to get together. Sherman, do you think that they're going to make the college football playoffs? I, well, like I said, they have to just hope that LSU loses. I mean, obviously, the biggest game remaining out of the two is the bigger game out of, is the Auburn game for Alabama. Right. Um, you know, which is in, which is in a couple of weeks. They got Austin P this weekend, then Auburn after that. But yeah, it's really just a matter of does LSU win out? I believe, and LSU has what three games left actually. They got because they're um, I think well. So, yeah, they've got UAB, they've got Texas A&M, and they've got Georgia. So I think that's the SEC championship game, if I'm not mistaken. So they're pretty right. much – yeah, so, yeah, there it is. I mean, seems like Alabama's not going to make it, you know. I don't think – if LSU somehow beats Georgia, I think they both get in, LSU and Georgia, because Georgia would only have one loss. I think they both – I think so. You, I think you could have two SEC teams, teams in, right? I think you can. Do you, do you, so, what's what's the? I think it's possible. I think it's possible to have two SEC teams in. Now, where do I find? I need. I need to look at the because I'm looking at the CF. Yeah, I'm looking at the CFP rankings right now. 
Mm-hmm. Top top four is that I mean, you know, TCU's undefeated. They're not going to the playoffs. Uh Tennessee has one loss. That's that's a good one thing to bring up. Continue a bit, but I'll get yeah. back to TCU. No, 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 no. And TCU's not, you know, and, and again, like, you know, it, it's about winning out for everyone. And Alabama 100 percent needs help, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see TCU losing, right? I don't know what their championship games or the, the Big 12 championship games gonna look like. Um, but I don't see them losing any of these games. Uh, Baylor, uh, Iowa State, you know, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, LSU. If Georgia beats LSU, I feel like Alabama's in. If I think so, if mm-hmm. if Georgia loses, well, listen, Ohio State and Michigan are still going to play their game, right? The season, That's the right? thing. So so only one of them is getting in, right? Exactly. Right. So exactly. and and with the shuffle of the, what we associate happening. If that were to happen, right? Like, I don't know what's going to happen in the Big 12 championship game. I don't know. USC loses. I, the USC is not, uh, I think, a threat to Alabama not going to this to the p- football playoffs. But if Georgia beats LSU and then Michigan and Ohio State cannibalize each other, there's no reason to think that Alabama would not get in. Like, that Big 12, that Big 10 loser you know, mm-hmm. I would would think would take last spot, but they would have another loss on their record. And Alabama at eight and two, I think is comparable to, or if Alabama goes to 10 and two, I could compare them to, you know, uh, 10 and two, 10 and one Ohio state team. Yeah. You know, 10 and one Michigan team. Or 11 and one, I should say, if they go undefeated. Yeah. Oh, 11 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you mentioned TCU quickly, and I know we yeah. we're gonna get up to the NFL next, but like TCU is number four in the country, okay? They're undefeated. Okay. Right. Who have they played? Exactly. Exactly. Remember, we're gonna talk about we're talking about strength of schedule, everyone. So yeah. remember this when we talk about it. Yes, again. yeah. Remember that's what, yeah, that's yeah. why I just wanted to just say that quickly yeah. there for for sure. For sure. I'm I'm the one thing that I'm not a big college football guy, but if there's one thing I can harp on enough is like I need to see you play sharp steel, sharp and steel. Yeah. 100%. Steel, sharp and steel. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll continue our talk a little bit later. Let's get into the mm-hmm. NFL, do our uh quickly quick uh week 10 recap. Um probably the a game of the year candidate, Minnesota at Buffalo. Um Obed, this was this Ooh. was a it was a good one, I gotta say. It's a good game. Even, even though I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, as everyone knows. This was a heck of a game. Yeah. Um, had a little bit of controversy, some play calling. Some there was t- Buffalo even had 12 men on the field and one defensive play in overtime. Game Davis didn't even catch the ball. Like yeah, just one, straight up bounced it off bounds. the carpet. Right, right. You know, um, but yeah, this was a this was a good one. Uh what's your take on this game? Does this let me ask you does this game tell you more about Minnesota? Or does this tell you the lack of uh efficiency that Buffalo really has? I've I've been harping on Buffalo's lack of efficiency for a long time. I've been I've been I'm not saying that the Bills are going to bill, but <laughs> one you're you're allowing Josh Allen to live long enough to watch himself become the villain, right? Take the ball out of his hands. Yes, you got Devin Singletary going two touchdowns on the ground. Great, you know you gave him 13 carries. Keep Josh Allen from taking a whole bunch of hits. Still went mm-hmm. six for 84. Uh, Stephon Diggs. If this man asks for more money, y'all should just pay him. You're not even going to have that conversation. Uh, Gabe Davis on the stat sheet, disappearing at times of the game. So you having all them stats are, I think, something that we can attribute to Josh Allen versus his natural ability as a wide receiver because I need him to be there in bigger spots because the game was on the line multiple times. He couldn't go to him. Um, You know, I think this says a lot about the Vikings. Little little Cuz Kirk, the snowman. If you don't know who this dude is, uh, came out here and was, I've never seen somebody believe in his talent more so than this guy, because that fourth and 18 play that he just threw up to Josh Jeff- to Justin Jefferson, that's Yo. just heart and trust. That's just heart and trust. Um, it's, it's funny because people always put Kirk Cousins down for being an average, you know, 500 quarterback, mm-hmm. not really winning many games. Mm-hmm. He also didn't have teams around him, especially defense defenses. You talked about it, I think, last year, last season, Obed, where you were like, yo, the, if, if the Vikings didn't give up points in the, in the last two minutes of every game, they, they would have gotten like – they would have went like 13 and three or something like that, right. you know, or whatever, whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know. You know, so – but honestly, the biggest thing about this is so interesting because you mentioned Stephon Diggs. You even mentioned Justin Jefferson. Remember, 
Minnesota traded Stefan Diggs to Buffalo for picks. And when it's one of their picks, they've got Justin Jefferson. Justin yeah. Jefferson is looking like one of the best receivers in the NFL. Minnesota won the trade. 100%. Even though I still – Stefan Diggs is a top-tier elite – he's a top-five receiver in this league, 100%. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. – not sliding him. But the fact that Minnesota got a full replacement just as good as Stefan Diggs yeah. and additional picks, yeah, they won that trade. You know, and I just, I, I don't even know if you want to say they won. I think they did the best that they could with the talent that they got. They made the right decision. Yeah. Um, I will say that versus like, you know, they, somebody won, somebody lost. They got a stud wide receiver who helped to bring out their uh, A1 quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. Like he wasn't anything until until uh, Stefan showed up. Stefan showed up, it changed his entire game. Give him mm -hmm. credit for that. And it's um, funny because Adam Thielen has dropped off the map. Well, I mean, hey, you, you might as well throw all those balls to uh, Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen also probably injured, who knows? Mm -hmm. five for 49 not terrible plus you have hawkins in there who has slid into that offense very, very easily nicely. very nicely yep. Yep, um yep. that you know maybe you don't need to overdo it by going to that guy you know yeah um but man buffalo just so many you know just different things that kind of went wrong you know allen throwing the two picks especially that last one you know in the, in the corner of the end zone there um you know i'm just i'm just worried about the turnovers um you know this is the ball back you can't just give a ball away like that yeah this was his first career game with three turnovers in the fourth quarter or overtime we had two interceptions and one lost fumble uh you know it's you have to protect the football we say we say we say it all the time but anyway you have to protect the football if you want to win football games right. that's just, and that's just the bottom line but minnesota looks good i gotta give it to them shout out, uh, kudos to the vikings for coming up with that victory um and, sure, and, and better better eight and one team the vikings or the uh eagles I'm going to say the Eagles for right now because defensively, I think they're better. Okay. The Vikings. Okay. okay. That's all the reason why. All right. Uh, I agree offensively, that. they're pretty much, you know, you have a good quarterback with stud wide receiver in Minnesota with Kirk, mm -hmm. with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Good quarterback on the Eagles with Jalen Hurts and stud wide receiver in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, you know. Right. So right. they're pretty much, they're kind of even there. Their right. running backs, Dalvin Cook, I think is a little bit better than Miles Sanders, a little bit. I think Dalvin Cook is way better than Miles Sanders. You know, but right. defensively, I think Philadelphia has the edge there. Right. Um, but Minnesota looks for real. They can, they're easily going to walk away with that division, the NFC North, because the NFC North is just terrible other than Minnesota. So, right. But, um, yeah, it was a heck of a game, though, between the Vikings and Bills for sure. Right. Let's stay in the NFC North. Let's talk about Green Bay uh, ending its skid, uh, topping Dallas in a – I mean, I think they the NFL wanted it to be a barn burner, but uh, – <laughs> uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers was ready to just get this game over with uh, in the return of <laughs> Mike McCarthy to Lambeau. Yeah, Green Bay won at 31-28. You know, they kind of they kind of end their five-game losing streak over Dallas. Dallas sh probably should have won this game. Um, Jack, I don't know. People people are there's, – there's rumblings. You know, should they have gone back to Dak? Should they have kept – stayed with Cooper Rush? You know, is mm -hmm. Dak Prescott hurting the Cowboys' chances? You know, Tony Pollard still played, still did well himself without Ezekiel out in the lineup. Pollard going for 115 and a score, you know. But um, Rodgers, Green Bay, clearly frustrated throughout the game, upset with the play calling. Yeah. Um, with Matt LaFleur. Yeah. Yelling at Lef Gucci Matt LaFleur. Yeah. You know, um, what's your take uh, from the, on the, from the Packers standpoint, Obed? Oh, I mean, I think they, they, Take it from me. They stole this one. The, the you know, Cowboys should have won this game. Uh, I think there needs to be, I don't know why Dak and CeeDee Lamb are on the same page better compared to some wide receiver quarterback duos out there. Um, but, you know, two interceptions just straight off, like, you know, not even being where he expected you to be. You know, those are timing routes, spacing routes. It just, they just weren't hitting. Uh, on, on the, uh, gosh, on the Cowboys side, I need, I need, to see well, more on the Packers side, excuse saying? me, on the Packers side, on the Packers side, you know, I, I, the Packers kind of look mildly pitiful. And a lot of it is on Aaron Rodgers because he's busy. He's too busy tripping balls on podcasts, crying about his teammates, about them behind their back and on and to anybody who will listen, as opposed to just like, just nut up and throw to these guys. You know, it's a it more it's more of a relationship issue than anything else. Like we said, we I, I agree. Yelling at the floor, um, but like you know, we don't know what these kids are going to be, and they're, these aren't going to be kids if you're coaching them up. 
for 10 weeks straight, right? Like at this point of the season, they start to, it starts to show the talent, the game slows down for them because they understand what's going on more. They understand you, you know, if you're going to moan about their mistakes they're it's going to regress them more than give them a chance to move forward. Right. Um, but, you know, they, they pounded on the ground. Aaron Jones showed up. Christian Watson with the four for 107 and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I. <laughs> it, it's funny the difference is what happens if you actually run the football, right? It's, 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 it opens it things up, you know. I mean, this is, to be clear, this is a textbook game from Aaron Rodgers. 20 out of, uh, excuse me, 14 for 20, uh, 224 yards and, and three touchdowns. You mm-hmm. know, like, the, for uh, now call me crazy, but they look like young Russell Wilson Seahawks teams. We run the ball well. We've had a lot of money we spent on the defense. And when we do throw the ball for less than 25 times, we're probably going to make some big splash plays. And those Christian Watson touchdowns, one of which was dropped because he stopped running, that kid could have had four touchdowns yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, they, really, yeah. they really remind me um, of, of those teams where, like, the frustration of the quarterback wanting to cook and knowing that if we let the quarterback cook, we'll probably lose the game. Yeah. because you cannot win that way with Aaron throwing for 50 times, but you can win pretty decisively if you throw a 20. Right. And look on the other side with the Cowboys, just to kind of recap, like, you know, that going for 27 for 46, three, sc- three scores and two picks, as you said before, CeeDee Lamb had a decently, you know, a good game, 11 catches for 150 and two scores. But, and it's funny because everyone was praising this Dallas defense, but they can't stop the run. You know, that's the great thing. Everyone was praising, you know, uh, Trayvon Diggs, you know, and uh, Micah Parsons get me able to his, his efficiency getting to the quarterback, you know, but he yeah. only had seven total tackles in this game. Didn't even get a sack. Uh, yeah. I think the Cowboys as a, as a team, they only had two sacks total. But, um, you know, it's everyone was praising this defense. Oh, it's one of the best defenses in the league. They can't stop the run, though. That's, their, that's where they're struggling right now. They have to be able to stop the run. Yeah. Um, and cold weather football games, guys are taking hits. It's real hard to stop a guy who's coming downhill 100 miles an hour, you know, yeah, and it yeah. hurts every time you got to do it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But hey, I mean, the Cowboys pretty much figured they're probably going to make that make the playoffs in the, in the NFC East as a probably mm-hmm. as a wild card behind Philadelphia. But even still, um, I don't think this is such a terrible, terrible loss for Dallas, and they'll bounce back soon enough. Um, Another team that who I think is just playing awful football, who can't bounce back from anything, is the Las Vegas Raiders. And you and I have talked about this before. I've said it. Josh McDaniels is not meant to be a head coach. This Raiders team who came up, come off a loss this past week to the Indianapolis Colts, to a brand new interim head coach in Jeff Saturday, who's never coached above the high school level before. You lose at home, mind you, to this this Indianapolis Colts team. Unacceptable between from McDaniel's and this Raiders offense. Damn near had Derek Carr crying in the press conference afterwards. Okay, I feel bad for him. Like I, I, I know I, that I, that's. I thought he was out about to cry for his mama. Like I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like he looked hurt. Like he's somebody done hurt that man. Like. His girl done cheated on him. Man. Somebody stole money out of his bank account. He was about to look. He looked like he was going to be home. You know what I mean? Like that. It looked that, like he that, dropped that. his ice cream cone. It really did. It looked <laughs> like he he ran. He ran top speed to get that ice cream and then drop it on the ground. Mm. You know, um, Sherman, you're not wrong, man. I agree with you. It's it's you're right that he is not meant to be a head coach. Yeah, I I have watched him. He's a guy who benefited from having Tom Brady in the prime of his career busting mm-hmm. off Super Bowl runs and you being able to just call whatever because the guy throwing the ball is smart enough to understand the playbook, which apparently everybody said is too complex. Like you can't coach up a Hall of Famer and then think you're going to teach somebody how to be a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. That is not something that come, that you coach into them because you ain't that coach, right? You could work with really great talent. You know, and then, you know, people know the story of Pep Guardiola, former Barcelona player who then won the Champions League with Lionel Messi and, and Neymar and Suarez. And, you know, then he left and, then, you know, has he's had great success, but has never really eclipsed what he did in his past. It's a lot easier to win a bunch of games with great talent and coach great talent than it is to create something from nothing, you know. So yeah. just recognize you're not that dude. And that maybe the whole job of, being a head coach just has too many other requirements that you can't fulfill. 
I think that's what it is. I yeah. think you're right. It's too many other requirements that you can't put. It's too much going on for McDaniels, but, you know. For sure, but on the other side of the ball, how the hell is Jeff Saturday doing it? <laughs> <laughs> right? Who's yeah. he's, he's never coached in the NFL. Any, never even coached in college before, but yet McDaniels is a Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And this offense doesn't even look that good. Yeah. Obed. Right. They don't. And it's just shocking to me. You look worse than you did last year where you now this year you have Devontae Adams. You went out and got Derek Carr's old college college teammate. Yeah. And you look worse than you did last year. Well, okay? it's, you know, I think it shows that after college, you know, who took the next step and who didn't. You know, who, and, and a lot of that might have to be with the situation. Like Devontae mm-hmm. didn't go to a bad team. Derek yeah. Carr did. You know, and it, it's, it's, I mean, just the Raiders are just offensively, like I said, even then their two wins that they have, they scored 32 and 38 points okay. and their losses that they've, and they, that they've had, they haven't scored more than 29. You know, they're just not, you know, even like I said, you, you can, you can put up points in a low, you can put up 40 points in a loss. You can put up 25 points right. in, a, in a win. It doesn't, but like, right. I'm expecting more especially now I know they don't have Darren Waller. He's gone to the IR. I think Hunter Renfro has gone to the IR as well too, but right. still to be two and seven Las Vegas, unacceptable. Yeah. Unacceptable. Right. And lose games to a team like the Colts. The Colts you, first time back coach. Matt Ryan. Right. And the sort of starting lineup. I mean, yeah, he was efficient. Only missed seven passes, 222 yards and a, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he just, he didn't jump off of the table, but he was, he was efficient. He had a it very was, clean game. It was Jonathan Taylor getting back, you know, getting back to form, going for yeah. 147 and a score, you know. Harris um, Campbell, seven for 76. Kind of nice to see him, you know, healthy and out there right. running around. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ohio State product. Yeah, but it's just like, wow, Las Vegas. Something needs to change. I'm telling you right now. Dude, uh, and people may snark at this at this comment, but if the Raiders lose this weekend to Denver, I don't know if, if this this game is in Denver. Josh McDaniels might be might not be on the flight back to base. Josh Denver is getting fired next week. Uh, this, I mean, honestly, you think they're not going to beat the? They're not going to be in Denver. They're yeah. not in Denver. Josh McDaniels is too good. He might not be on the flight back to the. Well, he will have to go back to Vegas to clear to clear out his to clear out his office. That's about. And it. they'll <laughs> leave him a box outside. Yeah, you know, it's just looking bad for Las Vegas, but we'll see what happens there. Um, the other game I wanted to recap was the probably the one of the biggest upsets of the week in Washington. It ended Philadelphia's perfect season, Obed. Down goes Philly. They came up with their first loss of the year, losing to the Washington Commanders 32-21 to in Philadelphia, mind you, which was definitely unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the Commanders, Obed? Wow. Um, the commanders ran to the tune of 152 yards. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, the Eagles gave up 139 yards to a rookie. The Eagles for uh, eight and one team, the best that you claim potentially could be in the league, um, can't stop a nosebleed. And that is going to haunt them, you know, for a long time now. You know, talk about them having a defense better than the the other eight and one team in the Vikings. They did just pick up in Dominican Sue today. I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Howie rec- Howie Roseman recognized that more needs to happen for them. Need a little help to kind of get all in and go and make a run for this. Uh, because once you have that tape out there where you can be run on, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so get get some help there in Dominican Sue, who's still got it. You know, uh, also I believe they brought in Linville Joseph as well. Yes, if I'm they not did. mistaken. Yep. You know, that run defense. Yep. You know, so you're 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 really putting some meat up front and putting your foot where your your money where your mouth is and saying, hey, we got a problem. We're going to address it. Let's go out there and get it. Um, this should be a bump in the road. We talked about the only reason we thought that they could run the table, or at least I thought they could run the table, is because of how soft their schedule is. Right. Um, it seems like somebody figured out the uh, the the crack in the armor, so to say. Uh, and if you look at the schedule, there are other teams that can do that to this Washington team. You know, Indianapolis just ran for uh, excuse me, Jonathan Taylor just ran for 147 yards. Right. If you know you got Washington on deck, might be ready to go ahead and get, just let, let him loose on them. Uh, Green Bay is going to hit you with Aaron Jones and, uh, AJ Dillon, Dillon. Mm-hmm. you know, Tennessee is going to da- coming downhill with, with Derrick Henry. Henry. Oh yeah. Uh, 
And now we have the return of, of Pennsylvania State University. Uh, yes, uh, Saquads Barkley is going to be coming through the hole uh, before you end up with the quarterback who's running all over the place. You know, so yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't so, look at those games and think that they were losses, but I mean, even like I said, with the Eagles' upcoming schedule, I think they can still beat Indy. Green Bay maybe up up and down. Tennessee maybe up and down. But Tennessee has a lot of injuries right now. They've got about like six or seven guys injured for tonight's game. Even yeah. um, uh, you know, uh, then New York, Chicago, Dallas, New Orleans, and then New York again. Uh, so as it was, what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games left. I think they could win five of those games. I think they okay. can win. Five. I think they could win five of those games. I agree. You know, so I mean, you know, it's not. I don't think, I don't think that's a bad thing. Going thirteen and four. Still will probably win the, the NFC. But yeah, commanders look decent. They're five and five right now. But do they do I think they're gonna make any noise? I don't think so. This, I'm gonna say this right now. The Eagles will not beat the San Francisco 49ers. If the 49ers team that we've seen them right now is healthy, they are if not they make the same. If in the, in, the, in, the, in the playoffs, you mean in the playoffs, there's no way. There's no way. Because if they're showing that you can get run on like this and the the Niners have like four different running backs, they were getting chunk yards with Eli Mitchell. Mm. The Eagles don't have an answer for that, even with the additions. We'll see. Gotcha. All right. We'll see what happens there. Um, quickly before we get into our next segment, uh, you right, you Matt Obed. Wanted to talk on a, touch on a quick story. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Broncos linebacker Aaron Patrick is suing the NFL, the Los Angeles Chargers, even ESPN over his season-ending ACL tear. Um, he was running out of he he was on a play last weekend. He was running out of bounds uh, to against the uh, Chargers player, and he grabbed his knee after awkwardly on a sideline collision, and he pretty much just right there suffered a torn ACL, which is just wild, you know, as he was kind of running out of out of bounds. Right now, he's citing for negligence and things like that. Do you think he has any sort of valid argument for this, Stephen? One hundred percent. This happened with uh, uh, with. Reggie Bush, this was the season ender for him. I, I think it might have even been a career ender when he was playing with the uh, the Niners and he slipped on some like non-turfed area of the field that was by the wall. Players run into that wall over there all the time and generally all around the field is turf. So like why you have these, you know, areas that are just not matted. I think he has a point. I think that should be a turf area of the field, honestly. Well, uh, one of the big things now in the NFL, a lot of players are saying that they should go to all grass fields and there should be no yes. turf or artificial surfaces. Yes. But I believe the NFL Players Association released data to show that there isn't a big differentiation with injuries according to, from compared to, excuse me, grass to artificial surfaces. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, so, I, I haven't seen the study. I haven't seen that. I played a lot so, of uh, just soccer growing up. So, you know, and I always felt like it was just more comfortable to be on a good grass field that wasn't mm-hmm. like overly soggy or anything like that. But I'm fine with going all grass, but then you have to have domes because when you're in, you know, Seattle or something like that, or whatever the case is, some right. up north Chicago where the wind, where the weather is terrible, you got torrential downpours and snow coming in, right. or you know, playing on that on that on that grass field, it's getting ripped up. There's dirt flying right. everywhere. It's wet. Right. It's you can barely move. It sucks. Okay. Yeah. It's absolutely awful. Whereas most artificial service fields have a dome. You're not affected by weather at all. It's so much much more of a cleaner game. Arizona Cardinals comes to mind where they actually have their grass fields stay outside, they water it, they take care of it, and then they retract it back into the stadium for games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. genius. Is every every state going to do that? Is every team going to do that? Some people like to Probably have not. the yeah. competitive advantage, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Look, if you go back and watch the game where RG3 and basically ended his career, uh, honestly, it was the worst grass. It was green painted dirt. That he stuck <laughs> his foot in and then tore to totally blew up his knee. Yeah. So horrible. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. They're not going to change everything. It's, but I do think that stadium should kind of have a dome, especially all oh, one thing before we want baseball is another one. Every baseball stadium should have a dome. I agree. Because at least in the NFL, they'll play games in the rain. It's soon as, when it starts raining in baseball, oh, sorry, game postponed. Mm-hmm. You sit there for two or three hours. All right. Sorry, game canceled. It's right. like, what? 
You yeah. mean I wasted my time driving all the way over here, paying for parking, paying for and all this nonsense to just cancel the game because of some damn rain? Oh, at least yeah. in the NFL, at least in football, you know, they'll at least play the game, you know, if it's raining or not. But I I digress. We'll keep it going, Obed. Um, let's get into our next segment. You write, you mad. Uh, where most of us will uh, pose, you know, uh, uh, some hard facts. We believe in the other ones else for correct or for outright crazy. Obed, you're up first, sir. Sherman, you write, you mad. You play who is front of, who is in front of you is a myth correlation for the best team. Strength of schedule matters. Uh, and I think this is kind of where you were hinting on we were going to go earlier in the show, Obed. And I believe, yeah, you're right. Um, I get it. You cannot always control your schedule. This is kind of what we were alluding to earlier with TCU and college football. Right. Um, yeah, because if you're playing cupcake Pop Warner teams, you know, Talladega Tech State University of the North, and where I'm, where I'm, you know, a Big Ten team or you know a Pac-12 team playing powerhouses like USC or even out of conference Notre Dame or an Ohio right. State team like that, right. yeah. And I go, let's say I finish, you know, ten and two, but you go undefeated at twelve and zero, playing, you know, Austin P and you know in these schools and, and teams in the Sun right. Belt, right. And things like that. Yeah, I think, it, I, yeah, you know, I, I think it is uh, unfair to just rank you higher just because you're undefeated. Now the NFL is different. I'm yeah. all for the NFL going off record because everyone's on the same way. These are professional athletes playing the same playing field. Okay. No. There is, yes, we have divisions, but there is no ranking system. You know what I mean? There's no like, Hey, well, I get it. Now the Houston people must say, well, the Houston Texans are a poor team. Okay. But there's still a professional NFL team who can go out and beat another team, you know, on every day, right. Any day, given day. Okay. Right. But you have, you have these other schools where, you know, damn well, they play yeah, Alabama. Alabama plays um, Northern Northern Illinois ten times. I probably I'm probably I'm gonna bet on Alabama ten times. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's just what it is, dude. It's I, just what I, it is. Yeah. You know, but TCU. Going back to that TCU thing earlier, they haven't really played anybody. I get it. They have a lot of ranked wins. A ranked win. Oklahoma was ranked when they they beat them. They, Kansas was ranked and they beat the Oklahoma State was ranked and they beat them. That was probably their biggest one because Oklahoma State was ranked number eight. Yeah. Kansas State was ranked. Texas was 18. Okay. Decently ranked. But they played Colorado. Tarleton, well, I don't even know if that's a real school or not. Uh, sorry. Uh, um, sorry to anyone who goes into Tarleton that's listening. Um, SMU, West Virginia, Texas Tech. They've got Iowa State and Baylor coming up to finish the year. Uh, Baylor's first, but I mean, I, I I can't. And the Big Twelve is not the Big Twelve as we once know. No, no. I think everyone has to admit. I think after everyone has to agree to that. Yeah. Right. I, I I don't see how anyone could. Well, listen, they probably still don't play any defense, but the, the <laughs> firepower is not there anymore. Right. You know, where and people will even make the argument. Well, you know, Ohio State and Michigan, they haven't really played anybody either. Uh, the only ranked teams that they play, only play, like Ohio State only played two ranked teams in Notre Dame at the beginning of the year, and then they played Penn State, whereas Michigan, the only, they only played ranked team in, in Penn State. I get that, but they're also in the Big Ten, who is a little bit stronger. So um, I can see that argument, a little, you know, for Michigan maybe, but Ohio State is clearly a better team, one of the most one of the elite teams in the country, right? I'd agree. But – should people make an argument for for like like a Michigan who the only ranked team Michigan has played is Penn State? That's it. You know, you hope that the coaching that they have is going to make a difference. Uh, with it, listen, I I I I believe in Harbaugh. I think that he's coaching these kids to be able to play at a high level in college, and then maybe even give them a chance if any of them do make it to the pros to be able mm -hmm. to compete and know what it's like to be in the pros. Um, but you got to you make a very good point that these guys like if it's you have one ranked team on your schedule. Yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of, just trying to play a little devil's advocate yeah. here. But I, you I, know. I, have a, I have a feeling that somebody could come into your house who's a grizzled team who had to play some hard lost uh, games, hard fought wins, mm -hmm. could come in there and push you around because whatever you're doing is for show. It's for gazing. It's not the the blood, sweat, and tears that they've dripped to get to where they are. Yep, yep. So we'll see how it happens there. Um, Obed, I say to you, and you write, you mad. 
every AFC East team in the NFL will make the playoffs. Sherman, you mad. <laughs> okay. I just don't – I don't see the, the Patriots making the playoffs. If I mm. had to say, like, you know, there was a team – because of, of the teams in the AFC right now, they're probably – in the AFC East, excuse me, they're probably the ones who look the most out of sorts, if I had to pick a team, mm. right? Okay. At least consistent. Yeah. You know, the quarter, you got the quarterback giving out sound bites of, I got to get my eyes and feet in the right direction, you know? Like, you're talking – like, your fundamentals <laughs> are bad. Like, what's what's happening with the way that you play the game? That you're now, you know, when they got the rookie who will come out here and slice it up for three, four hundred yards if they let him, right? Mm. He might have a few picks, but yeah. Bailey Zappi has had some mastery of the offense, and they are calling plays in his in his favor. At one point, Bailey Zappi was like he had the ninth most passes completed off of play action, and Mac Jones had had like the thirty second, right? Like they're obviously calling play action plays, which gives you some misdirection, give you a chance to take a shot downfield, mm-hmm. which are these big plays. Even in the the um the Chicago game where they were going back and forth with quarterbacks, Mac Jones is in playing a very conservative game. They bring in uh, Bailey Zappi and they allow him to throw a play action pass shot downfield that he almost missed to uh, uh, Jacoby Myers. Um, so could I see the Jets making the playoffs? I could see that. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, absolutely. Miami, of Miami. course. Yeah. New England, I don't know. New England. Yeah, could... I, I I can see that, or I can see the two NFC North leaders in Baltimore and Cincinnati getting in because I only see Tennessee is going to win the South. They're the only team that's going to get in from there. Yeah. Kansas City is going to win the West. They're the only team that's going to get in from there. That's probably one of the most disappointing divisions in football this year because we all thought they were going to be studs with those quarterbacks and that. One hundred percent. You know, but yeah. Kansas City is going to walk away with that division, even though the Chargers only a couple games back. Yeah, still, I don't see them really doing anything. So you're going to have KC from the West, Tennessee from the South, the East. You could easily you're going to have Baltimore. I mean, Buffalo, New York, Miami. Which is it possibly in the but the North? Yeah, it could be Baltimore and Cincy because we all know Cleveland and Pittsburgh ain't getting in. They're done. Yeah. So if if Baltimore wins, it's going to be between New England and Cincinnati. Or if Cincinnati wins, it'll be between New England and Baltimore. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I, 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 but I don't know, man. It, it's going to be close. Um, the Patriots, you know, they're probably as you just said, they're probably on the bottom of the totem pole of that division. Right. They've got a decently it's, effective it's a schedule. Tough, it's a tough schedule, dog. This <laughs> is this is the you know they're going to have to. That's because you're saying like they could all make it and just like. Yeah. You're gonna go. You're gonna play the Jets twice the last month. Then you're gonna go to Minnesota. Then you got to play Buffalo. Then you're gonna go to Arizona. You are definitely going to be Las Vegas. Cincy, you feel like you should be. I don't know if because uh, Jamar Chase is going to be back. He'll should be at 100. Mm. percent T Higgins is teeing off, playing well. Joe Mixon can go for five touchdowns if you give him space. Then you got to close it out with Muffle, Miami. Ooh, Muffle. Yeah, you know what? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's looking just, like, a, like a rough road ahead for New England. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, I see where you say, like, it could come down to them having to go at it against Cincinnati, who I do believe is going to be there at the end. Um, and then Baltimore is definitely, I think Baltimore is definitely going to the playoffs this year. Uh, I just, I just don't see it. If New England doesn't even know who they are and the defense is the only thing carrying them, they're going to need more than that. Because the only way to win all these games at the end of the year, mm. you're going to have to play as a team and you're going to have to play hard. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. All right. So we'll see how it goes. Let it get in, let's get into our week 11 picks. Oh, bet in the NFL. Week 10 wasn't too, too bad. Eh, kind of, we both kind of finished at 500. Ah, oh, uh, my member, my Los Angeles pick changed to Arizona if Stafford did not play, and which he did not play. So remember, I was only going to Los Angeles. Oh, so Stafford to, did not play. Pastor oh. Stafford, Stafford did not play that game. Oh, you have to win thought, the back. Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. That's All right. right. See all right so, well hold on we'll we'll go ahead and we will make an on-air adjustment here here we go yes sir yes sir so yep so that changes so yeah so we both finished at a 500 and a seven for seven uh record for week 10 week 11 starts tonight uh we know tennessee at green bay is officially underway um i think but but we're both going with the packers in this one at lambeau field um actually right now live we're looking at it it's about 10 and a half minutes left in the first quarter tennessee is up seven nothing over the Green Bay Packers. But either way, I think we're going with the Packers, right, Obed? 
100%. I think the Packers came alive last week, uh, looked strong, uh, most strong, more stronger than I thought they would ever look uh, in, in that game because they had just been floundering at the wide receiver position. But Christian Watson came alive, four for 107 and three touchdowns. Hopefully yeah. they keep that going. I assume that they, I expect them to win tonight. Got you. Uh, Chicago at Atlanta. I'm going to go Chicago on this one. Um, Justin Fields has been just, even though they're not winning many games, right. he has been balling. This guy could be, you know, he, he he's going to be a stud for sure in this league. And like I said, I, we've, I've said it multiple times. I've been high on Justin Fields ever since he was in high school looking at this kid. You know, I was really, so, I was still shocked. You know, he went to Georgia, then, but then he went transferred to Ohio State. He showed people what he can really do. Mm. I'm going to go with the Bears. So bad. I like it. I like it. Um, You know, I just feel like Atlanta's tra- starting to find themselves. Yeah, they they lost the game when they should have been able to, you know, maintain first place and then take the lead in the NFC South. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're starting to come out of their shell. I think they're finally starting to use uh, that big tight end and Kyle Pitts, um, you know, air the ball out a little bit, which Chicago will let you do. Chicago will also let you run, kind of like Sequoia Patterson. I just think that everything is predicated on uh, Justin Fields and what he does. If I if they can keep chase claypool hasn't gelled yet um but you know i'm gonna stick with atlanta for now gotcha okay cleveland at buffalo this game was set to be played in buffalo um but due to a winter storm with lake effect snow that is expected to hit western new york over the next couple of days the game has officially been moved to detroit uh or at ford field between the browns and the bills which is another dome stadium um, so I think Buffalo is obviously I'm taking the Bills here. They're going to light it up, especially indoor, no weather effect. Um, I'm glad they're getting out of Buffalo. There can be and there because folks are saying there could be up to five feet of snow over there, which is just wild. So oh, so it's good enough for uh for Shady McCoy, but it's not good enough for Josh Allen. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was the last time there was a huge storm in Buffalo when Buffalo played Indy in Buffalo, and Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback of the Colts at that time. How about that? Look at that. Interesting enough. enough. Yeah. Yep. But I'm going to go Bills in this one, of course, over Cleveland. With you on that one. I just, you know, they, they, like I said, the, the coaching staff is allowing Josh Allen to live long enough to watch himself become the villain. You know, that fumble on the bad exchange in the end zone, uh, trying to get out of what, why you even went for a sneak hand off the ball use an extent use the the, the run game yo that was you know? we didn't even talk about that before man yeah. that that fumble oh man backbreaking heartbreaking. Backbreaking, heartbreaking you know and then and oh. then you know a bad throw or a bad read of the play by gabe davis to end seal the game to throwing picks to patrick peterson who everybody else feels like is dead you know it saw him iced out on the plane home um i think they bounce back this is the game to do it i, mm-hmm. I do believe Brissett wants to show off before he loses his job but buffalo should win this game for sure um philadelphia mm-hmm. at indianapolis kind of touched on both of these teams earlier earlier i'm gonna go gonna go with the eagles here gonna you know come back off that loss against the commanders so eagles all the way man if if it wasn't linville joseph and sue joining the team i would have taken indianapolis because frank reich wants this w Wow. Frank Reich wants to be. I mean, Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday. Frank Reich's gone. Wow. Wow. Forgot. Okay. Forget what I said. Jeff Saturday <laughs> is going to lose against the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, then your Jets at your New England Patriots old bed. You know what's funny? I I picked New England here. I kind of feel like I want to pick the Jets in this one. You know, even though it's in New England, I I'll stay with I'll stay with the Patriots, but I would not be surprised if the Jets got this dub. I don't think they're going to get the stub. I don't believe in what the Jets are doing. I don't think you're going to roll in there with the this cavalcade of do people really think they're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. And once people learn how to beat the Jets, people are going to start beating the Jets. Um, there is like a backstory to every single win that they have on their record. I'm not concerned about them. Um, they cannot win without the one game. And if you can stuff them, we have the defense to do that. Mm. We're going to force the quarterback to make plays. And I do not give uh zach wilson chance against Bill Belichick. yeah oh very actually very true yeah i'll stick with the patriots for sure uh the los angeles rams at the new orleans saints uh man i want to go los angeles so bad here in this one obed but i'm not right. sure if stafford is going to play he's playing he is he's playing, playing. He yeah. is playing okay the saints are at home but the Rams look bad. Cooper Cup, which is I think just went got moved to the IR because of the yep. ankle injury. He's having mm-hmm. surgery, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna what a terrible, terrible year for the for the Rams coming off that Super Bowl victory last year. I'll go Saints. 
You know, I have to agree with you. Um, it would be great to pick the Rams. I wonder if losing Cooper Cup is going to force the genius McVay to finally start coaching, to finally figure out what you want to do offensively, to have some misdirection, to, you know, you're you're supposed to be predicated at, just hear me out, McVay is from the Shanahan coaching tree, one of the guys mm. that was over with the Washington football team. Mm. That entire offense is predicated on a zone blocking scheme. Where's the running? Yeah. This is not the, the running. You don't, have, you don't have a running back, dude. Cam Akers is not that dude. He's not. Kyron Williams maybe might give him a chance. Uh, their best guy is Daryl Henderson, but that it, it never had anything to do with the running backs. It used to be Olandis Gary and Ruben Drones. It used to be Clinton Portis. It's the line and the blocking scheme. Now, if you're not blocking well enough, you could, it never mattered. They didn't need names. The last time that they that we we saw this defense, the, this offensive skill style, this offensive play style be successful, it didn't matter who the names were. It mattered if you were blocking and you were getting downfield. And they're not doing that. So, mm. you know, I can't pick them in game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we're both going Saints. Detroit at the New York football Giants, both going to go Giants. If I'm not mistaken. Big blue. It's big blue. Yeah. Yep. Carolina at Baltimore. I think it's another easy one to hear. Ravens all the way. Carolina is just a bad team, right? Yeah. I believe your boy Baker Mayfield this is going to be starting this weekend. <laughs> oh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> but yeah, we're going Ravens all the way. Washington at Houston. Uh, it should be another another good one here for the for the Commanders. Um, Houston's just a bad team, right? I'm 100%. I mean, well, you know, Houston just doesn't have any weapons on the outside. Brandon Cook's in and out. Nico Collins, you know, uh, dealing with injury. Uh, they don't think they're getting the kind of quarterback play they expect from Davis Mills. They have a great yeah. running game. They have a great running back, but they don't have enough to win games. Yeah, so Washington there. Yeah. Las Vegas at Denver. I, I'm I'm going to say Vegas just because if Josh McDaniels wants to keep his job, he has to get, he has to win. You can't go 2-8. and eight. You, I'm telling you right now, if the, if the Raiders lose this game in Denver – be aware Josh McDaniels will be on that. Even though um, Mark, Mark Davis came out just recently saying that they're backing McDaniels. Yeah. I don't know why. I really don't. They're saying they're all in on him. Even Carr and Adams are happy. They all, it seems like McDaniels is a good guy. Everyone seems to like him. He just doesn't know, he just doesn't know what he's doing. He's a good guy, but he's not a winner. But this is like, this is like, uh, uh, like what about Bob? If you've ever seen that movie, mm. there's something wrong with him. We know yeah. something wrong with him, but everybody just is—he's so nice. Mm-hmm. He's so nice. He's a nice fella. He's a nice know? guy. He's a nice fella. He'll know jack yeah. about what he's doing, but he's a nice fella. <laughs> you know. So I'm gonna go with the Raiders just because they have to win. <laughs> oh, nah. He's playing in a revenge game against the same organization that they feel like they took a chance on him and he sucked. They're gonna mm-hmm. try to bust him. Yeah, we'll see how it happens. Uh, so you're are you going? You're going Denver, right? Hundred percent. Okay, Dallas at Minnesota. I want to pick Minnesota, especially because they're at home. I want to, you know what? I was going to say Dallas. You know what? Screw it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Minnesota. Yeah, because it's at home. Yep. I'm especially. Going, I'm, yeah, I'm going Vikings. If Minnesota, if if Dallas goes back to uh to to lead leading their running attack with Zeke Elliott, Zeke Elliott is a great player. He's a fantastic player. He does not have the same gears that Tony Pollard has. They mm-hmm. play two different roles, but Dallas has looked a lot better starting tony pollard so Yo, the run game I, seems I, to be working right with the pollard. run game seems to be working with pollard interestingly enough so yeah. um i think if they're gonna go back to him and usually you expect teams off a high to come out and be flat i don't expect that from them i think minnesota is going to use this to keep going yep cincinnati at pittsburgh i think it's an easy one here pittsburgh is bad Bengals all the way pittsburgh is bad Bengals all the way Kansas City at Los Angeles Chargers Chiefs, man, they're looking like powerhouses, uh, even without Tyreek Hill, as we've said numerous times. Patrick Holmes, MVP candidate. Let's go, Chiefs. Um, is there a question if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen come back? No. Okay. I no. then we're in agreement because it's going to be the Chiefs. <laughs> okay, that's the Sunday night game. And then finally, the Monday night game, San Francisco at Arizona. Man, pretty disappointed in Arizona. Um, I know they got D-Hop back just recently, but, you know, haven't been playing effective, uh, efficient football. Going with the Niners, Christian McCaffrey, still looking like that dude in that top Shanahan offense. It's going to start to improve. It's going to start to keep looking better. You know, I think the 49ers are on the rise. Uh, You know, sitting there just in five and four behind Seattle in that division. Let's go Niners. What some people, and I'm going to tell you now so you can watch it going forward, 
San Francisco was in complete control of that game. Regardless of whatever plays that she, that uh, the Chargers made, San Francisco was in complete control of that game. Mm-hmm. You run the zone blocking scheme offense appro- pro- appropriately the right way. You control the clock because you control the ball and you do whatever you want, move it wherever you want to. And that is exactly what they wanted to do. And they dictated their will. If you can't stop a team like that, you're going to have problems. San Francisco is just heating up. Yep. So going with the Niners there. Well, Obed, I think that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Thank you for joining me once again. Um, any last words before the people we, we had to head out here, which is, I mean, we're only a one week away from Thanksgiving, right? You know, listen, this is when you want to learn to drink water now, okay? You drink water, <laughs> expands your stomach, right? We get to tea day, you're ready to go, okay? Yeah. And listen, you got to work in sections here. Don't, don't, we don't want any, any, uh, damn, uh, ratchet plates. We don't want any ratchet plates, okay? We want you, we want, <laughs> we want you to get, we have the right amount of food. We want multiple plates, okay? Mm. And, and honestly, if you don't plan to eat turkey for the next like three days, four days, don't, don't overdo it. You'll right. be sick of it. And you're going <laughs> to sleep half the day too. So just remember that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, well, folks, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT for Obed. I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.